the Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we'll talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, we'll be talking about mortgages. Specifically, we're going to cover the pros and cons of buying versus renting, as well as some different mortgage grants that you can apply for that will be available soon. To start, we should really welcome everyone to our inaugural, inaugural podcast. Our goal with these podcasts is to spend some quality time with the people watching and listening, let you get to know some of the amazing members of our team, and share some useful information. We have with us today our very own Sarah Arnoldy. Sarah is a mortgage officer here at Simplicity, and she has been here for 18 years. Since she was seven years old. <laughs> Since she was seven years it's old. Amazing. I was actually were... born in the basement. That's what Kelly Korth will tell you. <laughs> born in the basement, raised right here. Right here at Simplicity. She lives right here in Marshfield with her husband, Nick, and her two kids, Mason and Rowan. Sarah, we want to start with an all-important question, probably the most important question that we'll have for you today. What is something that nobody knows about you? Well, I was reading over the notes, and there's something very clear no one knows about me, and that's that there's a third child in my household. Her name is Avery, <laughs> and she is my stepdaughter, the most well-behaved of the three children. So that I think um, that made it really easy that you guys forgot about said third child for me to come up with something nobody knows about me. That there's an 11-year-old named Avery. Except people do actually know Avery exists. Right? Yeah, she and... does exist. I have pictures, okay. photo evidence in my okay. office. If anybody wants that. Um, other things. One of the things we were talking about here that maybe nobody knows about me is I'm a huge prankster. You don't want to come to the mortgage center like without knowing all of the things that are hidden around this place. So I like to hide behind corners, hit people with things like wrapping paper tubes and such. So that's something that I feel like nobody probably knows about me. But you Until guys are safe. You guys okay. are safe. Good. I try to keep it to just the people here. Okay, good. For the most part. You mean here in the mortgage center, in the mortgage not center, here yeah. at the credit union? No. Okay. okay. Yeah, you have to be in my inner circle for me to be comfortable hitting you with a rap. <laughs> now, that makes me want you to hit me with a rap. Now, Sue, you now don't I'm know hard. what you're asking for. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. It's Someday I'll build up yep. to it. I understand. We have to build trust. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so, Sarah, we are here today to talk about a little bit about buying versus renting. And I can share with you a personal story. Okay. Not deeply personal, but it's a personal story. Okay. When I was thinking about buying my first house, and we were really debating, you know, should we continue to rent because you don't have maintenance and you don't have to mow the lawn, or should we buy? My dad told me that if we're going to keep renting, we might as well just throw our money away. As a matter of fact, he actually said you might right as well set it on fire right. and throw it away. Wow. Which, that's, wow. Like, that's extreme. So is that solid life advice? I see where you get your flair from, yeah, Sue. Yeah, yeah. He's um, an interesting guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, obviously in my profession I would um, go with that advice, but it's not really solid life advice because there's lots of things that would make me tell somebody not necessarily to buy, that it's not a good time to buy, whether that be their short-term plan. If you're not planning on staying, we have a lot of medical professionals that come into the area they might only be here a year or two so our recommendation before you pay closing costs things like that is to really know what your five-year plan is at least to justify if that makes sense so i don't think that's like the most solid advice overall like long term you're looking to buy a house start a family yes absolutely but um you really have to look at the short term too to see if that makes sense for you that's my opinion but i think that is an opinion uh kind of statement there not necessarily a fact in my own 
personal story. Um, we were renting and actually came to Sarah to just explore the option. Like, is it even possible for us to think about buying sometime in the near future? And we were amazed that we were in a position to buy immediately, which we weren't expecting. But when all was said and done, um, after a interesting process. <laughs> a learning experience. A very big learning experience for all of us. Um, once that was said and done, our payment, monthly payment, including private mortgage insurance, including the actual mortgage, including taxes. insurance and taxes and the, everything was $30 a month more, only $30 a month more than what we were paying for renting. Yeah, that's probably the biggest um, misconception or people don't realize that you could buy a nice house for less than rent, especially in our area. To get a nice a nice rental is $700 a month around here. So I do find that a lot of people are surprised that all those things rolled into their payment, that they're coming out about the same as what they would have been paying in rent, and they're actually gaining something. They're gaining mm -hmm. some equity good solid investment for them but that is something that we hear a lot from first-time homebuyers especially as they thought the payment would be a lot higher so that is um, something to consider too and like you said you talked about too maintenance is something really to consider some people just are not interested in spending every weekend in the summer mowing a lawn you have to think about all those things before you make mm -hmm. that call because yeah renting somebody else will come in when your fridge breaks and replace it for you where now that's your problem so um, those are all things I think that you have to think about when you're when you're looking at the renting versus buying other than the payment Just the payment I should say That makes sense. Yeah, so if you gave big general advice to anyone listening watching What would be the best way if they're starting to think about renting or buying what would be the best way for them to start to determine? If it's time to rent or right. buy Big thing is those future plans, short-term versus long-term. What are you going to do? Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? It's oftentimes a struggle for um, people who are single, don't know what they're going to, in five years, where am I going to be? Um, not a reason to not buy because five years you might be in the exact same position. So um, other things are, I mean, even though we have 100% financing and I love 100% financing those programs, you have to have a little bit of a reserve, some sort of backup. Are you ready for that? I always tell buyers if they're struggling, to come up with five or $600 to pay their first year of homeowner's insurance, maybe they should step back and kind of do a practice payment for a few months where they take whatever that mortgage payment was and see if they can set it aside while they're living with mom and dad and not struggle. That's something to kind of think about. Um, so like I said, having a little bit of a backup or a reserve, just a little. Um, and again, just where do you see yourself? That's kind of the big, the big picture. Where do you see yourself in a couple of years? But that, I mean, that's again, one of those things I hate to say it over and over, but it's kind of an opinion. If you feel like you're ready, I mean, we'll happily give you advice based on your circumstances, but those are the things that I always, the two things I throw out is, do you have a little bit of money in savings in case something comes up? Because again, nobody's coming to fix your fridge. And where do you see yourself in a couple of years? That would be where I would start. So the best advice is, if you are starting to think about buying, just call Sarah. Just call me. Or one of the yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely I'll, I'll tell mortgage you. people. And I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll have an opinion for you. I will tell you what you should do. If that's what you're looking for. We we arrived at the idea that there are opinions and then there's expertise. <laughs> yeah. So what <laughs> you will be able to offer for is expertise. Sure. Yep. Yes. We it's pride ourselves on making sure people are comfortable because other lenders might, um, you know, that people say, what can I afford? Well, you tell me what you can afford is what we always say because I can tell you what it looks like you afford on paper, but on paper we're not looking at, you know, daycare expenses or utilities mm -hmm. or cell phones or any of those things. So... I always start my pre-approvals, especially with first-time homebuyers. Will you tell me what you can afford? Or how much do you want to be pre-approved for? 
and then they tell me and then I will say what kind of monthly payment do you want to see if their expectation is is in mm-hmm. line because I've had that happen where somebody has told me I want to I want to look at 250,000 houses well what kind of payment do you want a month well 800 well so that's not actually going to work <laughs> do you want to pay for so, that for 60 years right so <laughs> that'll be fine it's interesting to see when people say I'd like to stay around 700 and what I could pre-approve them for is actually 1400 it's interesting to see that that's mm-hmm. why I never want to lead with you know, when people say, tell me the max I can be approved for, I will, but I would rather hear from them what they feel they can afford. I think that's more important and that's more falling in line with the credit union way of doing things mm-hmm. is making sure you're not ever putting somebody in a bad situation and they end up with Eddie. No offense to Eddie, but <laughs> we, want, we want to help them, not hurt them in the long run. I mean, we enjoy spending time with Eddie. Yeah, We absolutely. assume other people outside absolutely. do right. not so much. Right. Might be a little intimidating. <laughs> So there's probably, particularly when we're thinking about those first-time home buyers, there's probably those who want, would like to get a home, but that whole down payment is kind of a big barrier, at least in their minds. I know it was for me when we were initially considering a house. So what are some of those grant options that people might qualify for? Yeah, so... 200% financing options that you can do even if you don't have a grant. So we have um, Rural Development and we have WIDA as well. WIDA, we're big fans of that program. I think you are as well, uh, Vince. <laughs> but they are a really good program. So if you can't qualify for one of the grants that I'll talk about, those are those will get you into the house with no money down as well. But uh, DPP or Down Payment Plus, which is through the Federal Home Loan Bank, that is a really good grant that's out there, $6,000 for low-income buyers. So it is tricky when you've got a family to get them to qualify in that low income bracket that um, it changes every year, but uh, pretty low. So that is meant to help them with down payment or acquisition costs. And that grant, pretty straightforward. You have to have some money into it, some skin in the game, so to speak. Um, and you have to do some home buyer education. But yeah, that $6,000 puts you in a better position moving mm-hmm. forward because you're not you're not doing 100% financing. Now you have money down. So if you need to sell that house, you're not going to be upside down. Um, there's also CAP services, which is based on counties. Um, CAP services has all sorts of grants with different um, repayment requirements. Like DPP is forgiven after five years, so that's kind of the big perk um, of that one. CAP services has some um, programs, but they have simple interest, things like that. But they can help people also with down payment assistance or um, rehabbing a property. They have community block grants, so they pick certain areas they want to develop in your city. Um, and they have funding available that's usually interest-free for that. They also have handicap accessibility grants out there. So if somebody needs to get into a house, I had borrowers that really benefited from that, but wheelchair-bound, so it's not the same for every other buyer. So they were able to come in and help. The one thing about CAP services, they do an all-or-nothing approach. So um, they have to approve the house, actually, for like safety concerns or sanitary concerns, oh, health sure. concerns. So um, if you go to them looking for down payment assistance, they may also say, we'll give you that, but we need to bring the house up to energy efficient codes, things like that. And then you have a mortgage against the property for that grant that you don't have to repay on a monthly basis. But when you sell the house or refinance, you still have to address that grant. It's always going to be out there accruing interest or not in some cases. Um, so it's definitely something that is helpful, but you do have to consider the long run too, because you are going to have to pay that those ones back. Um, regardless but cap services is really great to deal with um, the context that we have I always give my buyers advice too to make sure their realtor is aware of these things because otherwise some of the realtors that aren't can find it kind of daunting so you have to stay you know well versed in what those grants are and what's going to be required for them so that you're not 
um, making your buyer feeling like they're doing a lot of work to get them. That's kind of our job is to facilitate that. But really good options for people. Lots of good things out there. And usually every year there's something new too. So we kind of stay on top of that as best as we can. So Sarah, if someone's looking to buy or thinking that they want to look to buy, where should they start with those grants? Um, I typically say start with us because again, you want to always work with a lender who is aware of those grants and can you know facilitate most of that. But if we do an application with you, that's typically what CAP services needs. So they will send us an authorization to send the application. You're saving them two steps. If you send them to CAP services, they pretty much have to do the same application process that we do. So um, typically I put everybody in touch after we do the application so that they can just proceed from there. Um, and save them that kind of double work that feels a little daunting to them. Uh, we try to handle most of it, and CAP Services works really well with us, so they'll reach out to us if they need something too. Um, DPP is all on our end. The only thing the buyer really has to do is home buyer education. Um, you remember that, Vince? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you should not wait until the last minute for you home buyer education. You should not wait until your closing okay. day for oh, home buyer education. Oh, good advice. Good life advice. Right, because yeah. I assumed that I would be able to call in and just do it right away. Yeah. That is not the case. You make an appointment. You make Ooh. an appointment. And it's it's like seven to ten days out from when you call. So Yeah. So being how good we are, we asked for a favor in a little bit of a panic and Vince got somebody to call him that day in his office from California to do his home buyer education. Yeah, nice. But it, it it all worked out perfectly, so that's what we're here for. But that is not the route I can that is not the route. That's not something you would advise yeah. people to no. do. Right. <laughs> right. A couple weeks ahead of time. Right. Yeah. It's the life advice. Good. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, we will facilitate most of that grant. Um, all the things that need to be done for the grant will help everybody with that. So, so it doesn't seem too stressful for them. Does that answer your question? That does. That answers my question. Well, that's good. good. Anything else on grants you want to share? I don't think so. I mean, like I said, every year something changes, so it's case by case, borrower by borrower, to see where we're at with that. Um, Renee here is kind of our resident grant expert, actually. She's become really good at those, so uh, we love when people are able to get those. I was um, amazed last year at a couple of our borrowers got a good amount of money, like $20,000 for down payment assistance for one of our borrowers who were um, had some you know, struggles, and it, she she was literally in tears when she found out that she would get that much. So it's kind of cool to see, and it's worth the work, and it's worth the time for us to put into it when people um, get something like that. So they're definitely worth looking into. Very cool. So our big, broad takeaways from this. If you think you might want to buy, come and see our mortgage people. Yes. If you think you might qualify for grants. Come and see our mortgage people. Correct. People yeah. should just see our mortgage people. Or if you're like Vince, like if you just want to sit down and some people, a lot of people actually say, I'm not sure if I'm ready or not. I just want the information. So we can do a pre-qualification where we're not running credit or anything. We're just looking at numbers and income and kind of seeing what you could afford. Um, again, not a pre-approval, but it kind of helps people to determine if they're way out of their range or if they're well within it. So they can kind of start thinking about it. And a lot of times, like I said, we'll give them the advice to do a practice run. You know, if you have the luxury of still living with mom and dad, then take that monthly payment and set it aside in your savings every month and see how, how easy it is to still live because nobody wants to be house poor. Um, and that, that's probably the best way to determine if you're ready, if you're truly ready, is actually setting the money aside just for a few months to get a feel for it. Um, but that's what we're here for. You can stop any time and talk to us and kind of get a feel for that. It's great advice. First-time homebuyers. Mm-hmm.
Speaking of home buyers, speaking of first time home buyers, Sarah, we have something that we are working on between the mortgage people and the marketing team coming up. A couple of cool events coming up in at the end of March, the beginning of April. Let's tease that. Let's get people excited to come as first time home buyers and join us for those events. What can you tell us about those? So we are holding our second workshop for home buyers. Doesn't necessarily have to be first time home buyers. It's kind of a big thing. Um, can be anybody that's looking to purchase a home, just with some experts uh, coming, whether that be home inspectors, insurance, things like that. All the people you would need to talk to to know truly if you're ready and what's going to go into that process will be there. We also have a speaker from WIDA coming um, to kind of tell you more about that 100% financing program that really is a good portion of our market is the 100% financing. Um, so watch for that. We'll have advertising all over the place, correct? Social media, that's you guys' job, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, And we will obviously get the word out to our buyers. We also give out closing cost coupons at that, so you get some money off closing costs, maybe do some drawings, things like that. We'll let you guys decide what exactly yeah. is going to happen so, there. So you said we probably should get... The closing like, cost coupons. Be thinking about yeah, this. Huh? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. for sure. Cool. So we, we tell all of our pre-approvals from now until then to make sure that they stop and they can get some additional information um, from any of these vendors that we've talked about just to, you know, if they have questions that we can't necessarily answer or shouldn't be answering, those people can answer the question. So, And it'll be a combination of some really short presentations. Yep. And then also people will have a chance to speak to those vendors one-on-one. Right. And speak to our mortgage people. Yes. And there will be food. And there will be food. And food. I mean, Always important. So, right. Yeah. Right. This is the kind of event that I wish I would have been able to attend yeah. before. Because we, like Sarah would say, okay, now we need to get a home inspection. Uh, uh, what? So now what? What in the world is that? <laughs> yeah, right. So to be able to yep. s- meet these people beforehand, know mm-hmm. the process going into it. Well, and also know if there's value there or not. Because some people feel like they've heard they should do a home inspection. They don't really know. It's not required for any of our loans, so you don't have to do it. But it is interesting to talk to them and find out some of the things that you would sure be glad you did it if they could tell you a couple of their stories of things that they've seen. So I think that that's very important. Also, even homeowners insurance, people question that. Title insurance, most people don't even understand the role of a title company. So um, those people being there, I think, is really helpful to home buyers because you definitely want to be informed going into it, not just about your loan, but about everything else because that's not our area. So um, And cap services will also be there. So grant people can talk about what they have to offer. It'll be great. And there's food. And there's food. And there's food. Did we right. mention there's food? I don't know if yeah. we brought up that there was food. Right. We should right. have if okay. we didn't. It's fine. And it would be March 29th at the Hotel Marshfield and April 5th at the Sky Club in Plover. Yep. Sounds great. Sounds great. We'll be there. I'll be there. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you would like to share, Sarah, before we get into the wrappy-uppy part no. of the... <laughs> comments I don't think so I'm always available if anybody has any questions while you're listening to this or watching this like everybody know I got duped into the watching this part Vince <laughs> um, we'll just cut that we'll edit that out and post yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut. cut they promised me overnight stardom that yes is, that is why that I'm here that is true we did so, promise autographs will be available tomorrow yes $10 okay. a piece yep. we're yep. going to take a photo after this yes print them out for everybody yes It'll be good. So for everybody listening, you can leave comments below the link um, to this. uh, And uh, we would love to hear your comments. If there are topics that you think are 
stable of experts. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that term, but uh, we have some amazing people on our team and we have a lot of big brains that um, have information to share. So if there are things that you think would be great topics, you can leave those in the comments. Um, if you just want to tell Sarah that she is an overnight sensation, leave that in the comments. Um, yes. And uh, any pertinent links, we will also share along with this. You will also be able to, because we, we assume you will want to take this with you everywhere you go, you will also be able to download this particular podcast on SoundCloud and take it with you if you are commuting or working out or whatever things you do that you have earbuds in your ears, you can take it with you. So that wanna, will be available. I want to specifically mention something I thought of. I'm sorry. I should have thought Please of Please do. Before. No. But last year at the Homebuyer Workshop, we actually had a couple employees not looking to buy, but did show up because um, we do understand that just because we work here doesn't mean you understand everything about our process. So I actually thought that was pretty cool that some employees came just to learn about it too, because it does make um, everything a little easier if employees are able to refer people over to us and actually understand. Mm -hmm. um, like Vince, you went through the process, so you kind of understand it. Now it's easier for you to kind of tell people the ins and outs, the goods and bads. Right. Um, but before so, that, I had absolutely no idea. Right. So I would encourage any employees, even if you're not looking to buy, to come to the home buyer workshop too, because um, there's a lot to learn about the process. I would have been that person before working over here too. So just wanted to mention that. Is that okay with guys? That absolutely. Okay. We'll, we'll cut that too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's food. And there's and, food. There's, wait, what? Is there food? There is food. Well, if there's not, now, now this now is going to get awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now, and we'll see you next time.